Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. What a day. Yeah. I Yeah. It's a day that ends in Y. Mm, it sure is. I thought I had time to do things before this <laughs> and it, I just didn't I was like shoving lettuce in my mouth like okay maybe I should stop doing this and record a podcast. <laughs> welcome to another between two games edition of checking out the competition we were joined again by Joe Yarden, who covers the Sabres and it was a really fun conversation that flowed so well that we didn't even get to do an intro so hope you guys enjoy it go Flyers much more entertaining conversation than anything <laughs> having to do with flyers and favorites right now. <laughs> I just how, want to how, point how out. we're trying to not food poison ourselves is better than, than these two teams, <laughs> yes. The Sabres and the Flyers are poisoning our souls. <laughs> without question. Well, I'll confess, I'm just glad I'm not a Sabres fan because this would be much more painful if I were. Are you a Sabres fan? No. You just cover the team? Oh, I cover. I've covered them for seven or eight years. So yeah, they've they've become they've become part of my identity, but they are not my identity. Hmm. Are you a hockey fan generally? Oh yeah, big you have time. A team? I've, I've been for God since I was like five. Um, hmm. My team is now currently bad, but they were not bad for roughly twenty something years. So you might hate them for nineteen ninety seven. Is the uh, Oh, it's the Red Wings. Yes. I, uh, I I grew up in upstate New York, and the Adirondack Red Wings were like my intro to pro hockey. Like wow. them and, like the, uh, and RPI for college hockey. Because when I was six, it was actually this day 30 – oh, was I six or seven? No, I was six because um, it was 1985. Uh, it was – this day today in 1985, they beat Providence to win the national championship. So that mm. was, but that was a team with Adam Oates and Darren Poopa on it. And they were extremely good. See, I got into hockey through the AHL as well, but the Philadelphia Phantoms were the Philadelphia Phantoms. So <laughs> I, although I did, my first intro to hockey was Eric Lindros on television. Oh, and like, you know, 14 year old Kelly was like, oh. Look Hello, at that handsome, handsome man. man. <laughs> He's playing a sport. Perhaps I will watch it. Um, yeah, so, but, but like going to games and like really getting into hockey, it was the Phantoms because when I was in like high school in the late 90s, they were super good. Mm. And uh, it was like, you know, $12 to go to a game, which you can I, do in high school. So it was, it was, was at cool. the Spectrum too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a lot of awesome. fun. It was like such a, like, peak time to be a hockey fan in Philly because there were nights that the Phantoms would be sold out at the Spectrum and the Flyers would be sold out at the at the time I think it was the Wachovia Center Mm. and it was just like 
Look at 40,000 people hanging out watching hockey. And now it's all dead. <laughs> nobody, nobody, nobody wants to go to Allentown for the, for the, for the Phantoms there, I guess. I've done it a couple of times and I got to tell you, it's a real pain in the ass, that drive. <laughs> it's just up, it's up like a, you're on one highway for pretty much the entire time. And it's one of those highways where it's like two lanes, both directions with mm. one of those stupid concrete dividers in between the directions. And there's just fields, fields and fields and fields for like two hours. Oh God. And then you're in Allentown, which is kind of a shithole. So then you watch a hockey game. Now it's like, you know, 1030 at night and you got to do it all over again. Oh Otherwise. God. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, one of my favorite year when I was, I was working at NBC and I was still, I was still living in the Albany area. Um, so like during that lockout in 2012, yeah, 2012, um, I was going to, uh, Albany devils games and Adirondack phantoms games mm-hmm. that year to cover guys that were soon to be star players, but were stuck having to play in the AHL. Um, so like I'd go to Devils games and like the only guys there that were that were Devils guys were um Adam Henrique and Jacob Josephson. But the but the Phantoms had Sean Couturier and Braden Chen. And getting to see young young, young Coots up there was pretty was pretty wild. Um I thought that was cool. It was yeah, it was super cool. And like and the games were in Glens Falls, which is where the Red Wings played when I grew up. So I was just kind of like, well, this is 12 kinds of awesome, <laughs> but it was, um, the best part of that though, is like getting to talk to those guys on the reg on the reg. And then also the guy, you know, the, the guys, the other NHL, you know, hot prospect guys coming through from other, from other teams. And remember like having like really cool long conversations with like Braden Holpe and, um, some of the guy, oh, who's one of the guys from the Island, Oh, like Brock Nelson from, from the Islanders. And like, these guys are just coming into town and they were just kind of like, yeah, well, you know, we got to do something up here. <laughs> <laughs> but my favorite part though, was like every time, uh, any of the teams were leaving in Glens Falls, just watching like cubes of beer, like cases of beer getting loaded up onto the bus for the ride to <laughs> wherever else they were going. And I was like, yeah, that's right. That's the AHL life right there. <laughs> And like see it like some of the assistant coaches and whatever cracking beers open after the games. I was like, that's freaking beautiful. I love this. This is this is why this league's so awesome because it's as close to like the old style way of hockey. Yeah. Um, as you can get because it's just the the shitty bus rides across the northeast. And then it's like, yeah, we gotta go like we gotta go six hours to go to Hartford or to Providence or someplace like that. It's just like, oh overnight to Providence from like Glens Falls, like you're gonna see nothing on the road. Yeah. Like, I'd get lit up too. Like, why not? Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I do miss AHL games. They're fun. They are. It's and... just such like a, it's more of a chill situation because it, you don't care that much if they win or lose. Yeah. I, I wish I could. <laughs> when I started covering the team here and like, I got my introduction to Rochester Americans fans. I was like, oh, you guys think your team's more important than the parent team. Oh, that is a thing that happens, isn't it? That's a problem. (laughs) Cause like that, like the Sabres would call up some guy who was like, who would be doing well for Rochester. Like they can't just leave us here. They can't just do that. And I was like, yeah, they can (laughs) (laughs) guys. Like you realize you're like, you're the, you're the, you're the students team. Like they're, they're the parent club. They can do whatever they want. They don't have to do everything with you in mind. 
-hmm. Like, that's just how it goes, guys. And they're just like, it's bullshit. I'm like, all right, listen, don't yell at me because you hate everything. Like, you hate (laughs) your life and you hate people and you're a degenerate. Like, it's fine. Like, you can tell me that Jody Gage is the best player you've ever watched in your life. And I can also tell you that you've watched 100 other guys better than Jody Gage. No, he's a he's an Amherst forever. And I'm like, I know, but like he was just really good in the AHL, guys, which is fine. Like if that's your life, that's great. You you lived an awesome life and you can be a legend forever in a city like there's no harm in that. But like, don't try don't try to tell me that, like, he's better than like Jack Eichel. Like, that's just bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe it could be debated now. (laughs) Jack Eichel on one leg Just or Jody Gage kidding. at 60 years old. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a tough call. It, is a t- it would be a tough call for an NHL general manager, I think. <laughs> I will say, though, that when teams are this bad, though, they, they, they do blur the lines between, is the NHL team actually better or not? I'm not sure. The Flyers and the Phantoms are right in that sweet spot right now. <laughs> Because the Flyers or the Phantoms have a few of the higher end prospects that were injured earlier in the season have all come back and they're just like scoring dangly goals left and right. And the Flyers are up here going down three nothing to the Sabres. Stuffing five guys in the crease. <laughs> oh my God. There were two, the two moments in that game that were the absolute best. That one, all five guys just in the crease looking at the shooter. Oh, and then, then everybody leaving Yogi Haru alone? Yeah, everybody on, on the other side of the ice, away yeah. from the shooter. And just, you know, let him do it. <laughs> the fun part of that, though, is that like a month ago, the Sabres did the exact same thing against, it might have actually been Philly. Did they? I forget. Like, it, all the bad blurs together. So it's just kind of like, yeah, it happened one of these games. I don't fucking know which one it was. Just They all blur together. It's It all sucks. It's all bad. I have to say, they're towards the end of that game, like the physical signs of defeat that you could see on the Sabres players. It's really kind of sad. It really bummed me out a little bit. I was like, God, these poor guys. Like when uh, whoever it was who was going for the empty net goal and just like fell down and then the puck was like inches yeah. wide. It's just like. This has to be the whole season. <laughs> that team, like everything that happens has to be exactly like that. I won't lie. I was kind of rooting for it to go off the post to make it even more painful. Because <laughs> I've I've gone full like, no, make it all stand out because this is all this is their identity now is they are they are the team with the streak. Like this is this is what they are. Once the streak is broken, it's just kind of like, all right, well, yeah, they just suck again. Like they suck legendarily now it's like if you're gonna be bad just go all the way be bad forever like that's fair that's the spot where i got in with the lions back when they were like they got to like oh and 13 and people like they just gotta win one i'm like no lose all of them lose all of them right now (laughs) like don't even don't even tease a win just get just get your shit kicked in for the last three games and just own it don't even, you know, don't even act like you're like, if you're just going to be that bad, just be legendarily bad. bad. Yeah. You know, do you, just be awful. Do you feel like them being this bad is actually good for the future of the team? Because I got to tell you, I'm not sure I've ever been like actively mad that the Flyers came back and won a game like I was last night. I was actively <laughs> pissed off. 
that they came back and won that game because I was like, now at the end of it, they can just go, see, we fought back. It's all fine. Like, no, it's not. It's not fine at all. So I was kind of pissed off that they won. But I'm wondering, like, I, I mean, I don't know. We talked about this before. Like, I don't know how Buffalo gets better until the people that own them get out of the way. Well, I think uh, I think that's actually a huge part of what's going to help help this out. Um, because there's been talk that they're going to be they're changing around parts of the front office. And this has been such an embarrassment um, that the that ownership can't like it's unavoidable. It's mm. you, you cannot get away. You cannot escape it like that. Every like even last night. You mentioned you mentioned like the sadness you see on the players' faces. I I would argue that after Montour took a penalty when they were up when it was three to one, Montour took a penalty and you could see it on his face like, oh no, this is this is this is how it ends. This is this is <laughs> this is how this is how this game gets out of hand. And like even though the Flyers didn't score on that power play, it was still kind of like, yeah, no, this is the this is this is how it goes. This is the way it's gonna go. And it, it went. It's when it's this many losses in a row and the the stupid NHL bullshit saying like, oh, it's a winless streak. No, get lost. Stop. So wait, can we talk They're about all that? All losses. OK, like, I don't care switch? if you get a point for losing. It's still. A loss. Oh, that's why. Because the overtime losses. Right. Because, like, oh, no, you got to overtime and then you lost or you got to a shootout and then you <laughs> lost. That's better than a normal loss. Shut up. <laughs> You got a point for loot. Like, get bent, please. I'm sure the, the players really think so. I'm yeah. Sure oh, yeah. They super fine. Out of those. Hey, yeah. Hey, we blew a three nothing game, but hey, we lost an overtime. We got a point. <laughs> Good for us. Like, no. <laughs> they're oh, they're oh and eighteen in their last eight, eighteen games. I don't care how you spin it. Like, yeah. And you know, and the fact that they lost nine in a row in regulation before last night is mm-hmm. still like. Wow, that's it's impressive. It is impressive. I mean, it's not quite as much as it was it twenty January twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen where they lost every game in January. Oh, they went o fourteen and o. Nice, <laughs> that's super impressive. They, they, they went without a point for the entire month. Like that's like oh my god, oh, good work, good work, guys. <laughs> it's a hell of an accomplishment. Um, so that's what I mean. Like when people are like, oh, this has to be the worst team ever. I was like. Eh. I don't know, man. Like it's close. Like there's a lot of reasons to believe that it is. I mean, it, I'll put it this way: like the tank teams, at least they got goaltending. Yeah, they got really good goaltending, and the guys gave a shit. Like the guys weren't good. Like <laughs> they were not not good. They were they were possibly one of the worst put together teams I can imagine. But they all tried really damn hard and they were all really embarrassed by how much the losing got them. I mean, you know, yeah, Montour last night says everything about last, you know, the game last night was embarrassing. And yeah, well, of course it was. <laughs> You're up three nothing going into the third period against the team that's been shooting their own foot for the mm-hmm. last month as well. So like, yeah, I don't know, maybe maybe be embarrassed, maybe maybe be upset. And they were so like, that's good. But I mean, at the same point, what does it matter now? Like, they're what 20, 20 points back of fourth place. I think twenty, maybe more. Yeah, like, I think uh, Mike uh, McCurdy. I think I saw him tweet the other day that he's that there are still a few losses away from mathematical elimination. Right, but they're getting so I think, there. I mean, it's getting close. It's getting yeah. really close. 
30. Yeah, they're 22 back of Boston. Got to stop losing in overtime. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> just lose. Yeah. They got to stop being winless. Just be, just be, you know, normal yeah. losers. You know, Put yourself just out of your get totally eliminated. But like, what is it? The regulation? What is this? Uh, yeah, they have four wins in regulation. Yikes. Four. The next next lowest team is Anaheim. They have six. And even still, Anaheim's won 11 games. Like, okay. God, that's so bad. No, like, it's it's nuts. It's it's nuts to see it be this bad. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a product of their division being pretty ruthless. Yeah. Like, you know, everybody's taking a turn at being at the top of the division. Like, everybody... Everybody in the top five has had a time where they're like, yeah, we're at, we're number one, even Philly. I know it's, you know, probably a while ago, but Sounds Philly, Philly had a <laughs> Philly had a turn. <laughs> but like, you know, Boston looked unbeatable forever. And now they look like they look like they're shooting themselves in the foot. The Islanders, you know, steady as they go. Pittsburgh now suddenly looks wicked. And it's just like, great. Pittsburgh's back. Neat. And then, you know, Washington has just been at the top basically all year. The only time they looked bad was the opening, what, they played four, they played Buffalo four times mm-hmm. in the beginning of the year. And like, they look kind of crappy, like, okay, like fine, but they're still really good. Like they have, like Ovi's been on a heater now for like the last two weeks. Great. That's the guy, <laughs> that's the guy you want to have wake up suddenly and be like, oh, maybe he'll score 40 this year in, you know, 52 games. Like that would be. That would actually be pretty awesome. Um, but like, but like, you know, Jersey, Jersey and Buffalo have just been trapped in the bottom and the Rangers are just kind of like in that weird purgatory where, I don't know, they rattle off some wins now. Maybe they can sneak into the race. Like that's why are helping them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, they are. And so is Boston, you know, mm-hmm. Flyers and Boston are both kind of helping that cause, but, but it's nuts. Like, Buffalo can't get one on anybody other than the Devils. Like three of their six wins are against New Jersey. <laughs> and I think New Jersey's beaten them in the like the last three games they faced, they played each other. So it's just like, wow, it's been that long. Oh, congrats, guys. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it, it's it's unfathomably poor. And it's it, it's like what I was it's like what I've said. It's the Murphy's Law season. Like everything that can go wrong has gone wrong. And it's and it just keeps going wrong. <laughs> the and, exact same thing that's happening for us feels like. Yeah, you Just think like so? on a on a less dramatic scale, I guess. Like do you feel like the players on the Sabres have quit? Like are they doing a Ryan O'Reilly where like playing is suck the life out of them so they just aren't doing it anymore? Well, Cuz we feel like we feel like the a lot of people feel like the Flyers on certain nights don't look like they care about winning the game. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Flyers saw the Sabres right in the heart of that moment when they mm-hmm. were like that. And that was, that was when Skinner was, uh, it was like right when Skinner was being scratched. And when he came back, I think he came back into the lineup against Philly. Mm-hmm. And, and then that was when Jack Jack was hurt and then he wasn't and then he played against Philly and then it was like he came back and then he got hurt against the Islanders and then he was just done for, you know, till through now. Um, and it's, I mean, Philly looked every bit of the part last night, like yeah. they're a team that just is like, we don't know what we're doing anymore. <laughs> um, 
And whether that's because they're just kind of like saying, well, screw what the coach is telling us. We're just going to do whatever. Or they're just, you know, they're lost on whatever AV's telling them, like whatever the whatever the details are, there's something amiss. Because those because I look at the talent on Philly's roster, I'm like, there's no way they can play this poorly. Yeah, it's wild, like, right? Wait, this is the spot Buffalo was in with, you know, when Jack was in the lineup. I was like, uh, what are these guys playing so badly for? There's It's impossible. And yeah, like, I mean, everything about it just points towards the coach. And, yep. you know, the, like the decisions and everything. And I mean, you know, they put they put Gosses Bear on waivers today and it just feels like that's like the that's the wake up thing for the room to be like, hey, it could be you next. But like, honestly, they've been trying to trade Gosses Bear for what, two years? <laughs> yeah. You know, and, so uh, it's like, you know, I don't know how much of a message that sent. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure it reverberates with with a lot of the guys in the room. But is that like. Is that the, is is Gossip Spare now like their version of Skinner, where no. <laughs> this is the way that this is the way that they you know the coach or the management sends a message to be like all right we're gonna do this differently than how Buffalo did it instead of just scratching them questionably for a bunch of games it's like no it, it, I, would, I would argue that Ghost play it kind of leans more into saying like yeah I get it. Whereas Skinner's play was just kind of like, no, you stuck him with two boat anchors for weeks and and he's not scoring even though he's doing his best. I mean, it's a, an extremely low bar, but <laughs> Ghost has definitely been one of the four best defense on the team this season. Okay. At times, one of the best two. But if you're looking at the Flyers' defense and you're thinking, I need to remove one of these because it's bad. Shane Goss's yeah. bear is not the one that you go for. I honestly think... He made some comments the other night that were, he was obviously very angry. It was after the last loss, whoever it was, mm-hmm. I can't even remember. Um, and they sounded very like, fuck you, coach. Like if you read between the lines a little bit. So I'm kind of thinking maybe they've just decided they've had enough of him. And since they can't get rid of him via trade, they're just going to, put him on the taxi squad, I guess. I don't know. Cause I think he's going to clear, but, um, yeah, yeah. There, was, there was a lot of people in Buffalo that were like, uh, Sabres have to grab him. He's better than what they have. And I'm like, true. But. The money. Yeah. He makes a lot of the four and a half with the cap situation lot. right now is kind of a, a lot. And like they, they would have to, I mean, you have to put McCabe on long-term injury reserve at least, mm. or trade Montour, who they've been trying to trade for a year and a half. To free up the money like they've already got Gergensen's on LTIR for 2.2 million so it's like all right are you gonna you gonna add another LTIR guy to bring in a guy who is kind of like offensive Ristolainen I guess or he's kind of like Montour who they mm-hmm. who they're already kind of grumpy with like uh, to me it just seems like you're, you're adding a lot of money for for term for a guy that you already have that you're trying to get rid of yeah and I'm just like yeah you know, I mean, yes, in a in a vacuum and in a video game. Yeah, that's the movie you make. You grab them <laughs> immediately and say, ha we've fixed it. And that's not how real life works. And it's not how it would work here, certainly, because any any move that they've done recently where it's like, oh, this will fix things up just immediately causes three other problems. So I just, you know, again, seems like a great idea in a vacuum, but it's just not going to work here. And I can't imagine another team. I mean, there's only what three teams that are under the, that are like 
well under the cap that could possibly afford them. So it's like, I don't know that any of those teams are doing it because it just yeah. seems impossible to do anything. <laughs> right yeah, that's now. the thing. It's kind of a nothing's happening. And like every fan is doing EA Sports trades in their head and not understanding why the NHL GMs aren't also doing EA Sports trades, which is kind of frustrating because I don't know. I feel like I'm supposed to read Twitter to <laughs> see what people are thinking and they're all insane. But yeah, um, well, I mean, losing makes makes the fans way more insane and way more cranky, but also way funnier, which is <laughs> I don't know if that makes it better that way because it's great entertain it's like the rovell tweet it's like this is awful for our, this is awful for our team but boy it's great for the content you know <laughs> someone claiming ghost would fit that exactly bad for the team but oh boy the takes yeah and you know what i wonder how many people would then be would either be happy with fletcher or doubly mad at him i'm thinking doubly mad uh, doubly mad for sure. People when they uh, waved Mark Friedman, who was a like bubble quad A defenseman, mm-hmm. and he got claimed by Pittsburgh. People lost their mind about losing him for nothing. Like he, like, who are you going to do? Trade him for like a fifth round pick? Like ooh. Um, so if they if they lose Ghost for nothing, even though like on the record Chuck Fletcher has been trying to trade him for two years and has mm-hmm. had zero takers. So losing him for nothing was really the only way you're going to lose him. People will lose their minds. It'll be outstanding. Well, that's, I think that's the, the best part of losing scenarios is that just everybody's on edge. They all want answers and then they don't, <laughs> they want answers, don't they them. want fixes, but then they don't <laughs> want that answer. I don't want that fix. Don't yeah. do it. Chuck, do something. Not like that. No, not that. <laughs> It was like last summer when everybody was like, fire Bottrell. Yeah, they fired him. Wait, no. Oh, God. Why did they Why'd they hire that guy? Why yeah. aren't you making the exact moves that I've described on Twitter? Aren't you reading them? <laughs> well, I think that, that's how that's how things have gotten in Saberville is that the fans now fans and like people on radio are now just kind of like, you know what? I think I trust people on Sabres Twitter to make moves more than I would the team. And I'm like, you know, we we've gotten to that point now mm-hmm. <laughs> we've reached that level where it's like, yeah, you know what? This is, this is, this is the right way it would go. And you know, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I think you could put like, I think you could pick out four people from that are active within any team's Twitter and seem smart and say, yeah, you know what? I'd rather have them pull the trigger, you know, because yeah. they're probably they're probably watching about as much stuff since it's all on video now. Anyways, they're probably scouting as much as some of the scouts are. And uh-huh. in Buffalo's case, they have no scouts. So what is it? You know, what's the difference anyways? Yeah, it's uh, interesting. So <laughs> Sabres have on... six scouts. Like they have six. Six? Six. Mm. That includes the, the that includes Jeremiah Crow, who's now the head of pro scouting. And Jerry Fortin, who just got moved up to the head of amateur scouting. So they have hmm. four others aside from them. Well, they have nobody scouting Canada. They have nobody in, if hardly anybody in Europe, if anybody. Mm. So it's going really well. <laughs> so based on what you saw last night, do you think that the Sabres could beat the Flyers? Yes. I think so, too. I think they can. 
I I do wonder. I do wonder about this the the ghost effect now for for the next game just because mm. you know the Flyers tend to Flyers players tend to get they they tend to get rallied up by when you take jabs at at their guys like the guys in the room mm. when you take jabs at their guys or something like they 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 tend to get rallied up um and the the I think it's a it's a bit of a crossing match there where it's the, like the Flyers guys can get rallied up by that, but I think the Sabers got a little bit of confidence based on how they played last night. Mm-hmm. And you know, and if Alex Lyon plays, like I mean, it's no knock on Alex Lyon, but um, it seems like any Flyers goaltender has been just a, you know left alone like a shooter tutor, yeah, to, to like face everything just like here you deal with the unfettered shots unblocked everything just wide open looks at everybody um but i i i wonder how much how disturbing the loss was for them last night uh if that if that hangs over them or if they're just going to be like numb to it and just be like well whatever just play the next game who cares um, yeah like it's 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 such a mental crossroads of everything that's going wrong with both teams. And I think that's, that's, that, that's what makes it aside from the car crash, um, marketing for, for wanting to watch <laughs> the game. It's just like, wow, what depths could this go to next? Um, yeah. Cause this is a national game. I think. Is it? Oh God. It starts at seven 30. So I was thinking, and it's Wednesday. So I was thinking maybe it's a national game. I, I probably could check that on the internet instead of just guessing about it like a weirdo. Um. Uh. Yep. It is. It's on NBCSN. It is. <laughs> the world will Sabers on NBCSN two weeks in a row on the, on the Wednesday game of the week. <laughs> Whoever Eat planned that America. out. Like, <laughs> I saw someone tweet last night. Like it's uh two teams just trying their hardest not to win a game, which is exactly <laughs> what it was. It's weird though. The Flyers. There have been so many points over the last month and a half. Where I've been like, surely this is the thing that will get this team going. And it never is. Like, you would think that a 9 nothing loss to the Rangers would make you so pissed off mm-hmm. that you would come out and play good hockey, which you're perfectly capable of doing because you've done it before. No. Or like the cancer kid getting in a fight to try and spark the team. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing there. Hey, that, that's like when Dylan Cousins got in a fight with, uh, with Ryan Lindgren in New York. and. Uh, some people were actually writing to take the C off Jack Eichel and put it on Dylan Cousins <laughs> oh because God. in the middle of a giant losing streak, this guy showed some guts and it was just like, ah, no, let's not do that. Let's, let's not rip the C off the guy who's your best player and put it on the 19 year old center who decided to get into a fight. Like, what are we doing here, guys? Like everybody knows that if you decide to fight, you are the true leader in the locker room. Yeah. Oh, of course, that it means you're the alpha male. Actually, exactly. Come on, it's the it's like the it's the it's the office space like <laughs> beat the beat up fight the biggest guy in your first day to prove that you're not you're not the bitch. Like mm-hmm. uh, like okay, I I, I guess. Yeah. Like, I, I I guess that's the way this works in this weird backwards hockey world. Like I don't I don't understand. Yeah. And then the other day, the other day, Sam Moran saved the season. I don't know if you saw that. He scored a goal 
and it saved the season. I thought him punching Brendan Lemieux into the Western Conference was what saved the season. No, that I think was supposed to energize the team, and it didn't. And then he tried scoring a goal. That also didn't seem to work. Because the thing that was wild about last night is that it wasn't like fluky that the Sabres were up three to nothing. Like they were legitimately the better team on the ice, which is remarkable. Hey, for 40 minutes, that was true. It sure was. And then the Flyers do the thing that they do where they just decide to play, which is like, I don't understand why you can't make that decision in the first period. (laughs) But often they make it at like the 50 minute mark. They're like, I guess we'll try. And then they, you know, more often than not, almost win or win games. And it's like, why can't you just do this all the time? See, what I take from this is that you're saying that the Flyers only needed to put in. They they only needed to put in 10 minutes of work to beat the Sabres. (laughs) That's Um, all I'm taking away from this. That is for how bad the Flyers are. They only needed like technically 12 minutes to beat the Sabres after spotting them a three, three zip Mm -hmm. lead. Yeah. I, the Sabres are very clearly cursed. (laughs) They're just not, they just can't win. They, they tried so hard to win that game last night. I really think that they were, so sure. They had to be so sure heading into the third. Like this is it. You know what that means? That means they got they, that means they got the, the the sad car ride to McDonald's from mom. She was just like, you know, what? <laughs> you know what, buddy? You you did really well. You did really well. I know you didn't win, but you know what? Let's get you let's get you some fries. Yeah. You can have a milkshake. <laughs> yeah. really hard. It's like don't, you know you know, wiping the tear away. Just, it's okay, buddy. It's okay, buddy. <laughs> okay. So tomorrow, what would you say is going to happen? Sabres win? <laughs> oh, does anybody really win? No. Aren't we all on a, an 18-game losing streak? <laughs> when you think about it. 18 games, 18 months, you know. <laughs> It's a, wait. I'm sorry. I'm being told COVID's only been around for a year now. Oh, no, time oh. isn't real. Oh, okay. Well, twelve month losing streak, I guess. Oh my god. Um, they can win. Will they? I'm not. You're not gonna. You're not gonna get me to gamble on that. I'm not. I'm not putting money down on that. No way. Boring. Like that's. Like that's. I mean, if they're going to beat anybody, yeah. I mean, it should be the Flyers as they're as they're currently playing right now. That, yeah. That's that's the team they should beat. Um, Let me tell if you. If not, they'll have to wait for New Jersey next week to, for the last two cracks they get at the doubles. I don't know what's going to happen either. I feel but like I, I think the Sabres are going to win. I kind of want it to reach 20, though. Just yeah. a nice, sweet, round number. One that, you know, one that gets never forgotten just because it's a nice, easy round number. I don't know how we got to a point where the both of us are rooting for our respective teams to lose this game <laughs> for different reasons. But just wins aren't even fun anymore. I, I'm I'm a madman. At this point, <laughs> or I'm just it's not even Joker. It's not even like a Joker fied thing for me. I'm just kind of like, no. I've already seen tons of losing like in the last seven years, eight years. 
Like I'm just like, no, no, let's let's see how deep this hole goes. Let's see, let's see where this cavern goes. Absolutely. Like <laughs> I, I'm I'm spelunking and I'm just like, you know what? You know, maybe my arm gets caught down there and I gotta go 127 hours on it, but I gotta know what's down there. I gotta see, <laughs> I gotta see if there's like a yeti or you know, a man bat or something down in this cave, down in this pit to know that it's there, to know where it is. Like that's it's a full explorer's mentality with this, because this is I mean, we're talking about them breaking a penguins record from 0304 with another loss like that's. that's I was just looking that's to impressive. see <laughs> the, the longest losing streak. And yeah, they're. They're tied right now with the 2003-2004 Penguins. Like that that led to them getting Crosby. I mean, that was a weird draft lottery yeah. anyways. But um, but at least this time around, there's no prize like Crosby to be rewarded with. So it's even better. It's like you, it, it's like the depths are so deep and you already kind of know what's down there. But you're like, no, no, no I got to know what else. I have to know what else lurks in the shadows. I need to, I need to know. I need to see what's happening. I know I know they're talking about like bringing in Jason Carmanos and Jim Rutherford and all these guys in there. I'm like, no, 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 Make more, <laughs> more. Just bring me more. I need to see more. Honestly, now I want the Flyers to win tomorrow because I feel like this Sabres team has like earned a place in the record book. It needs to rightfully be the longest streak in NHL history. I feel like they like it's a weird prize to win, but I think they've won it. Now, here's the thing. If Philly loses, do you think that that causes things to get set in motion for change? No. No? I uh, no, I uh, I don't I don't know. That's the problem. They can't see the Flyers can't string enough losses together in a row. It's like terrible loss, terrible loss come from behind win aren't we all inspired so then it's it's like it doesn't go far enough for them to be forced to make a change so now we've reset the clock because we won a game two games in a row actually that's wild see but what if they lose six to one again to buffalo like they did like the first week of the season they did do that you what, would if, think- what if that happens again you would think that would be enough, but they'll probably make some kind of excuse. Like, oh, it was, you know, they played Alex Lyon. They're tired. Oh, that'll be some bullshit. I don't know. <laughs> I have lost, I've lost any hope in them doing anything to rectify this season. So I don't <laughs> think that any move that they make is going to be, I think, like later. What do we have, like two weeks to the trade deadline? Uh, April 12th. So, April 12th. yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think it's two weeks from today, right? Yeah. Look at me. I nailed it. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, there really isn't a point to fixing it this season, to be honest with you. Like, what are they going to do? Sneak into the playoffs and then win games all of a sudden? I don't think so. They could. I mean, it could happen. Mm. Sure. Maybe. Sure. It could. The Sabres could win out from now. (laughs) The Sabres could win out, sneak into the playoffs, win the Stanley Cup. They have like a .001% chance of that happening. There's a chance. Listen. Listen. (laughs) There's 
it's not going to happen. I do not hold out hope. Do not pray for it to happen because it will <laughs> not happen. <laughs> Everybody here is wondering if they're going to win as many games as the Bills did this past season. Oh, boy. That's rough. And I think they're still seven away from that. <laughs> do you see them winning seven games this year? I don't. Seven more games, I should seven say. Seven more games. How many are left? Like 20, 20 ish? Let's see. Again, a thing I could look at on the internet, but it's more fun to just guess. Oh, God. 18? 18. Seven of 18. I, no, they're not going to. Yeah. <laughs> they're not going to win seven they're games. Not. That's not happening. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they'll try real hard, but they're not going to. I, I did love, though, that people were like, well, the Bills won 15 games this year. And I was like, well, you're counting the playoffs. And that seems unfair. Like, that, that seems a bit unfair. Like, I come on. So. Give the Sabres a little bit of a break they here. Just make it stick to regular season because we know the Sabres are not making it to the postseason to get to get extra. Weight. Like, come on. Like, let's be real here. It's, I mean, he- hell, two years ago, they won 10 games. Are the Sabres going to win 10 games? I don't know. Uh, maybe. Not. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who can say? <laughs> I, I mean, like, they still have two games with the Devils. So, mm, maybe. 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 I don't know. Like, I'm surprised the radio guys in town haven't done a haven't done a pick the pick the Sabres schedule yet. I mean, it'd be easy to just be like, loss, 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 loss. <laughs> but like, honestly, like, but like after they play the Flyers, okay, just to quickly, very quickly go over it: two against the Rangers, two against the Devils, Capitals, Flyers again on the road, uh, at Boston, at Washington, home two for Pittsburgh, three for Boston, Oof. at the Rangers for two, at Boston for two. Home against the Islanders for two, and then at Pittsburgh to end the season for two. That's so rough. They're not winning seven more games. No, that is no. not happening. Like, that I mean, is if you, not happening, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet on the Flyers winning seven of those games right now. <laughs> to be perfectly honest schedule. with you, it's something like that. Yeah, next week the Flyers get the Islanders and the the Bruins. So with the way things are going, that's going to be a real party. Mm. I'm sure mm. it won't be a disaster at all. No, everything will be calm. Sure. Just a lot of measured, you know, sports thoughts from people (laughs) on the Internet. Is there is there any way to Zen that out? I don't know if there's a way to Zen that out. I don't know if there's a way to Zen anything in Philly, to be honest. No, there's not. I don't know if you've ever seen the 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 cocky or distraught tweet. Philadelphia only has two speeds, (laughs) cocky or distraught. (laughs) Right now we're in the distraught phase. How do do you tell the difference between the the two? Mm, Great question. (laughs) Um, uh, There's probably fewer tweets when things are going well. Hmm. Fewer social media interactions from the fans when things are going well. Nothing to complain about. And what's the fun of hockey if you can't complain about things <laughs> i figured I, I think i've i'll be honest i think i saw like the height of flyers hockey tweets when i uh, the year they won 10 in a row and i asked jake voracek what got them what got the things turned around because they lost they lost what nine in a row then won 10 in a row or something yeah like, mm-hmm. crazy and he's and his his answer was like, well we got drunk and i was like 
really? He's like, oh, yeah, you know, go out, get drunk, have, you know, throw our feelings out there. And I was like, wow, it's actually really grown up. I mean, you know, aside from the getting hammered part, but I was, you're all adults, who cares? And Flyers Twitter was just like, oh, my God, Jake Voracek for king of Philadelphia. And I was like, I 100 percent support this. And so That's people interesting. I had people digging that tweet up recently being like, they should do it again. And I'm like, who's to say they aren't? I wonder if they're allowed with like COVID stuff because they right. do have all those weird restrictions where like, even though they're on the ice and bench and locker room together, no hanging out. Otherwise, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But really like a, a bender at the hotel. Yeah. Do something. Sort it out. Like, know. do like a fight club in the basement of the Wells Fargo Center. <laughs> Just beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> Is that where dark gritty hangs out? Like, yeah. Gritty will ref. He'll, he'll be the referee for the fights. <laughs> Gritty will be handing out bottles of whiskey to everybody. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, no, drink more. Aha, you haven't punched enough. <sighs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> I love this sport. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. 